Welcome to Are We There Yet? An exploration and education in anime. I'm your anime idiot, Tessa Dugan. I am an anime expert, D. Hollander Gonzalez. And I'm Brendan McCullough, your anime anarcho-socialist codpiece. Perfect. Thank you. Mm, uh, uh, destroy fascist genitals. What, uh, well, I, is that? Protect I'm not yourself. Protect your it. genitals from the fascists. There we go. <laughs> That makes that's more its, sense. That's the tagline. <laughs> this episode. That's the tagline for our whole podcast now. Congratulations. <laughs> wow, what a redirect. Uh. <laughs> we came back from the break, and now um, this is us. <laughs> We're more violent. We're done taking shit. Yeah, uh, listener, uh, uh, you're hearing this a little bit later than uh, we're recording it, so uh, we've had, like, a week off at this point. Uh, you're probably hearing us, like, after a month off. Just quick check-in. How's everyone doing? Bad. So good. <laughs> Bad. Cool. Uh, so, uh, we're nice and relaxed. We're uh, definitely in a better spot than you heard us uh, last recording <laughs> about a month ago. Um <laughs> Which, uh, what are we watching? <laughs> well, I figured since this was our first episode back from a bit of a hiatus, we would do something that the people have been asking for for a while. So today, we're going to watch Kill a Kill. Ooh, that's been yes. on the list. Yes, I feel like we've been putting it off for a reason <laughs> that maybe we'll get to later. <laughs> but yeah, I have I, I think have watched this whole show and I do remember liking it, but it's been mm-hmm. years. Um, but yeah, kill a kill, baby. See, part of the re- <laughs> part of the reason, uh, at least for me, it's been so long is uh, this. This is one of the shows I sampled when I was like, "Hey, anime." Um, this is a new novel show at the time uh, of my interest, so. That might tell you something. Uh, and I remember watching the first episode and being like, oh, all right. Not quite for me, but okay. But I don't remember, like, uh, severely disliking it or anything. So I'm I'm willing with years of anime uh, un- under my belt now, I, I guess. <laughs> Um, it, at least it feels that way. Um, it, uh, I'm willing to give it another shot. We'll see what happens today. Brendan, what do you know about it? I know a decent amount just from the popularity of it, but I've never mm. watched it. Um, just because I, I was like, we're going to hit it on the podcast eventually. So I just never got around to it and waited mm. for us to hit it. Um, and I never picked it myself because knowing what it's about... People don't like when I talk about the horny. So I've abstained from choosing it myself. Well, now, I, now I've now i chosen it. And now I'm subject, subjecting everybody to Brendan talking about horny. It's not my fault this time. I did I did the butt ball <laughs> game, the, the Keijo. And everyone was mad at me for that. We didn't get mad at you because you picked it. We got mad at you because, to this date, you consider it one of the best animated series of all time. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't say best. I said it's <laughs> but good, But you like it. I do genuinely think it's good and well-written, yes. And maybe... See, in I- my mind, you have spent more time defending that series than some uh, uh, masterpieces, so... Uh, and what? maybe this will be my show that that happens with, and I <laughs> so look forward to it. <laughs> Welcome to the club of the unpopular opinion. No, it's <laughs> it's Studio Trigger. It's wildly popular online, so it's you're not going to be alone. That's for sure. Yep. Great. Uh, we're going to get some member uh, jackets made up. Um, uh, they're the least popular color, uh, which is just like a very like uh, pukey orange. Uh, we'll be right back after watching the first three episodes. Goodbye. Goodbye. 
of socks. You sh- you should put your feet in me. <laughs> would it be nice if you just slipped your feet in these socks and then you could punch God or whatever? <laughs> oh, your, your, feet, yeah. your feet are sweaty. That's okay. I drink it. Oh, I drink it. The sweat is, me. It makes me stronger. Let me slurp on them toes. (laughs) Something about them being socks, like for feet, are worse than like underwear for genitals. Like it somehow is worse because it's not the worst. What are you talking about? I'm just a pair of tube socks. It's fine. I, you just put me on before you go into the gym, and then I'll keep your tootsies nice and dry. Combating athletes' foot around the world. <laughs> That's my superpower. Oh, my arch nemesis. Arch? Arch? No, I'm a sock. Oh, I, I forgot my own backstory. Oh, man. This is a good bit. I like this bit. This a, that was you know what? We are, we're recharged. We're, we're 100% better. Uh, please <laughs> nominate us for a, a, a streamy or whatever. Whatever podcast um, awards there are. <laughs> you know, people that respect podcasts. What are they called? Idiots? Yeah. Oh, podcasters. Oh. Um, okay. <laughs> Same thing. All right. So, <laughs> enough with the horny socks. Let's talk about everything the horny Other horny <laughs> Yes. So, episode one of Kill a Kill. We open on a history lesson at school. The teacher is talking about World War II. Fascist, to be exact, which becomes very fitting for the whole I'm- series. I'm surprised it was this quick, because usually I have to go to the anime forums to find people talking about Hitler uh, with my anime. Yeah, I usually have to, like, look at, uh, uh, insert political joke here. There's too many. There's too many. I can't can't list them all. I don't have the energy or time. (laughs) Um... Barely getting into the recap, and I'm already mad about the outside world. <laughs> so sorry. Yeah, this is a little on the nose for something. <laughs> um, so then the door blows in. Big dude comes in. He says he's part of the disciplinary b- disciplinary committee at the school. His name is Gamagori. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, he's great. All of the character designs in the show are A+. I love them all. Very mm-hmm. good. Trigger. They know what they're doing. They sure do. I This show is interesting, I think, because it's, like, gritty. I feel like I don't associate, like, grittiness with Studio Trigger. I don't I know. It. I don't know for sure if this is one of their early ones, but I feel like this is definitely one that, like, a lot of people started recognizing the name Studio Trigger from after this show. This so is, like, 2010s, early 2010s. Yeah. Which is after Gurren Lagann, I think, so. Oh, then, yeah, but- People knew Studio Trigger by then, so I don't know. Um, So then fuck this one, right? (laughs) It doesn't matter. No influence on the market. Zero. Um, But Gamagori is here in Class K to find someone who's been accused of wanting to bring harm to the school. Then this kid stands up and throws a smoke bomb and runs out of the room. There's a very dynamic chase scene where Gamagori is right on his tail. It's very cool. I love Gamagori. The kid's running down the stairs of the school, and Gamagori's falling down the window outside laughing. <laughs> and I, I was like, I like this guy. This guy's great. He's amazing. <laughs> um, so they're outside when he catches up with the perp, um, and he pulls out a one-star Goku uniform. What's that? We don't know yet. He puts it on, and it doesn't quite fit, but then he feels the power. Uh, and then they fight, and he can like kind of keep up with Gamagori. But Gamagori's uniform is a three-star. So yeah. he's too strong for this jabroni. So buff. So he, he takes him out easily. He, his weapon is like this thorn whip. Um, and he's just whipping this kid around the schoolyard. Uh, and he says, you're not fit to wear a Goku uniform. Uh, and he tears the uniform off this guy with his whip. And he yells at all of the students about the president of the school, Satsuki. And she's put rules in place, and he's here to uphold those rules. This is a quintessential overpowered student council. I would say the overpowered student council <laughs> of all time. They're certainly up there. They, yeah. The student council of the school decides the entire town. And it's just, they, they flat out say it, which is nice, as opposed to alluding to it like some other series. Yeah. And the principal later in this episode is just like, we have to listen to what she says. Mm-hmm. 
she's um, tenured and I'm not. So, <laughs> I, uh-huh. um, so yeah, at this point, I realized uh, my first watch through, I didn't finish the first episode. I finished the first scene and then... <laughs> cool. Um, <laughs> so... Where I'm at now, I've been exposed to a lot of anime tropes, Uh but in, like, early 2016, I was exposed to about none of them. (laughs) So, when uh, uh, this school has a disciplinarian who takes a boy and is like, Ah, you have Goku shirt? (laughs) Goku shirt one. Well, I have Goku shirt three. Limited edition. I was like, oh, okay, I, I don't think I get anime, and I turned it off. <laughs> I think cause... I gotta come back to this one. <laughs> Put a pin in it. Because, like, there is that, like, there's the element, uh, like, very stereotypical, like, uh, degrading uh conversation about anime is like oh it's just people talking about what they're gonna do in a fight and it has that sort of like kids on the playground like i fire missiles Mm. well i have missile shields like it has that energy of like i have shirt power one uh you fool i have shirt power three (laughs) oh i guess you said a higher number so you won because you spoke second all right cool goodbye the power of yes and (laughs) get that um Uh, but now I was able to keep up and be like, oh, I, uh, I've tread these grounds before. <laughs> I've, I've, seen, I've seen this warfare. You know who Goku is. You can follow along now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we see Satsuki standing at the top of the school with a glowing golden light around her. And I could swear, I remember her eyebrows being bigger. This is like a defining characteristic <laughs> that people talk about. And they are pretty big, but I remember them being bigger. <laughs> I, for an anime character, definitely like pretty noticeably large. Um, yeah. Compared to Fully Cooley, the detective in that, yeah. with just like <laughs> ham hawks on his eyebrows, like there this could be nothing. more. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she says, "Fear is freedom. Subjugation is liberty." Thanks, high schooler. <laughs> um, then we zoom out of the school and the little town. To see a girl standing outside of the city gates. Her name is Ryuko. She's a transfer student because the screen says so. Check. <laughs> uh, and she carries a Well, big... she is uh, not currently in the school, so therefore she's uh, not a student. So Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she carries a big silver case on her back. Uh, so she goes into the surrounding town. Uh, she buys a lemon and just eats it. <laughs> I, I don't know. That stuck out to me. I was like, I, it's weird, but it's I like very it. um. Welcome to the salty p- spittoon. How tough are you? Yeah. <laughs> and then she eats a lemon in front of the man. I'm a real sour puss. I eat lemons raw. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is some sort of like alien planet. This is like a new fruit. And then she calls it a lemon by name. Yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. like, oh no, you just wanted to chow on a lemon. All right. <laughs> Um, so she's in the lower level of the city and everything's like all stacked on top of each other and cramped. Uh, she's walking up some stairs and a kid bumps into her and he's like, Oh, sorry. And then he sits down and he thinks that she, he has stolen her wallet, but he actually took her lemon. Huh? <gasps> uh, so she takes it back from him. She, he calls her a bitch. This kid is very like Eric Cartman, <laughs> very South Park. Um, so he's picking a fight. Uh, and he's like, this alley happens to be the nastiest one in town. And then he has like a bunch of little friends that come up around her and she calls them all goofy. Uh, and she's like, but I'll fight you. You're kids, but I'll fight you. <laughs> uh, and then she, this animation is very funny because she takes them down without moving. She is not animated. And then they just all fall down. She's that fast. Yeah. Um, they immediately bow down to her and apologize and she walks off. And as she does, someone throws a briefcase at the boy, and it's his big sister, and she beats him up for trying to mug somebody, and she apologizes to Ryuko, and then sees the trolley to the school. Ugh. She sees the trolley to the school, and is like, don't go without me! And she just runs off. This is Mako. She's got a lot of energy. I love her. So much energy. So much of it. Talks all the time. Coconut head. Perfect character design. (laughs) Wood hug. (laughs) Ryuko approaches the school and sees the guy from earlier. Uh, The opening scene, he's hanging by his arms and he's naked. 
and it's a punishment for his discretions as a he's did some bad against Lady Satsuki. Stealing the Goku suit. Yeah, they're kind enough to cover his penis, though. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Decency. <laughs> um, and she's in class K, which is like the lowest class in the school. Um, and Mako's in the class too, and she tells her to sit next to her. Uh, the teacher says that she's always very excitable. Uh, Ryuko asks Mako about the guy at the front of the school, and Mako says things like that happen a lot. And then we see her scarf down a bunch of food and then just fall asleep. <laughs> Queen. Queen shit. <laughs> they really characterize Mako, like, instantly. Like, as little as time as they need. It's like, yeah. here's who she is. Got it? Good. Moving on. Like, <laughs> um. After class, Mako launches herself at Ryuko for a hug, but she dodges, and she's, like, already calling Ryuko her bestie. Um, Mako asks her about the big silver case on her back, but Ryuko avoids the question and asks about the school. And then Mako is like, oh, Ryuko, bow, bow! And everyone is bowing. And we see Gamagori walking down some stairs. Mako explains that he's part of the the school's elite five. Is it five or four? I think it's four plus... Satsuki. Plus Satsuki. Okay. <laughs> like Pokemon. Um, yes. So she also explains the Goku uniforms, which put simply is the better you do in school, the better your star rating. And when you put on these uniforms, you get powers. Great. Um, then Satsuki steps out and Ryuko gets out of the line of people bowing and confronts her. And she <gasps> reveals what's in her case. And it's one half of a giant pair of scissors. I think this weapon is sick as fuck. <laughs> Single I love scissor. That, yeah, I love that it's red. I think it's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, um, I've definitely recognized this from uh, being on the internet, but I never quite knew the source. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, isn't there a different, like, half scissor blade thing out there in pop culture? Ugh. From, like, a different show? My brain tells me it's like a Devil May Cry thing as well, oh. but I, uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't because I thought I've seen this before the show was out. I'm sure it's possible. Yeah. yeah, nothing's coming to mind, but I'm sure there's something out there. Yeah, um, but so she has one half. She wants the other half. She accuses Satsuki of having seen the other half, and Satsuki implies that she has. So Ryuko launches at herself at her to fight. Um, but she gets knocked down by the president of the boxing club. And they fight, and he has a two-star Goku boxing uniform. And the power makes his boxing gloves hard. <clears throat> so she's ready to take him on, but he takes her down pretty easily at this point. Uh, it starts raining, for dramatic effect, I suppose. <laughs> uh, Satsuki tells her that she doesn't know how to use her weapon, and she tells the boxer boy to take Ryuko's scissor blade, but she's not having it. So she gains some strength strength back and bolts off, taking this guy's, like, moped. And the teacher from Class K is watching this through binoculars. Hmm. hmm. Ryuko's talking real big, calling out the president of the school that runs this down for someone who didn't land a single hit in that fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she thought she was tough because she fought kids at other schools. Yeah. <laughs> but this is a whole other ball game. Um, then we see the boxer guy getting punished by Gamagori and this other guy, Suzu. Um, and they're all in this room with Satsuki. Uh, we also get, like, the tech research guy, Hyoka. Not Hyoka. Hoka. There's no why. Um, and he tells them that Ryuko has been starting fights at other schools, but nothing major. And he also says the other schools are connected to this school. So, like, the influence goes beyond just this town. Um, and then there's another girl, Nonon. Um, and she asks Satsuki about the scissor blade. And Satsuki says the blade specifically combats Goku uniforms. <sighs> and when she hears Ryuko's last name, Matoi, she seems to recognize it. There's a lot going on in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I was astonished by how fast the plot moves in these first three episodes. Because there's like yeah. 24 episodes or something. I'm like, wow, we're almost done with the story. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I see where you're going. <laughs> they got to set it all up real fast for you. Yeah. Um, and then we see Ryuko at like the rubble of a house. And there's a picture of her as a kid that's all damaged. And her dad was burned out of the picture. Um, 
She gets angry and apologizes to her dad, saying that she was close to finding who killed him. And then a trap door opens and she falls in. (gasps) And we see that the teacher from Class K was watching and he takes off his glasses and pushes his hair back and he's hot. (gasps) Oh, no. Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) He's also so goofy. This man is hilarious. Real silly, silly fella. Until he's hot and then he's only hot and horny. All the time. He's very, uh, he's very Metaton from Undertale, which is yeah. just posing. <laughs> pose, pose, pose. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she falls down. Her arm is bleeding. Uh, and there's a bunch of cloth everywhere. And her blood gets onto this pile of cloth. And a voice tells her to give it more. It wants more blood. And a sailor uniform jumps out of a pile of cloth at her. And it pins her to a wall, rips her clothes off of her shoulders, and it's begging her to put it on. Feed me. Feed me, Seymour. (laughs) Um, She's shocked that it can talk. And then he forces himself on her, literally, because she's wearing it. Is the dialogue, like, gross and, you know, that's the joke, it's what it's implying? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of that. Um, So... Uh, moving past this. It's on her now. We don't see what happened after that. Um, Boxer Boy makes an announcement to the whole city, warning Ryuko that if she doesn't come back, uh, they'll hurt Mako because she's like the only person they know gets along with Ryuko. She's Uh, been in town for eight hours. (laughs) Uh, The teacher guy tells the principal to stop the student council, but he says Satsuki's mom is the chairman of the board of directors. So they can't. Um, The boxer boy doesn't want his Goku uniform taken away, so he's taking every measure to beat Ryuko and get back on Satsuki's good side. And then there's a terrible, gratuitous shot of Mako hanging upside down. Uh, Boxer boy brings out a vat of something, and he puts a shrimp in it to show that it's frying oil, implying that they're going to put Mako in the frying oil. Which, ow, why? Fry Cook Club. No, <laughs> you can't be in coots co- with the boxing us. club. Uh, then Ryuko launches through the crowd. She gets Mako off of the thing she's hanging from. She's wearing a black cloak. We don't see what she's wearing. Uh, and she's going to fight the boxer guy. And he unleashes a bunch of punches. It's his, he's got his biggest attacks going. But she's got a new fit. The, clo- the cloak comes off she is scantily clad titties out wow it's something do i think do i think this outfit is like a really cool design yes why is it like that commentary (laughs) titties um because remember when we first see the clothing there's more of it than we see currently (laughs) So, it's a bigger object than it is on her. Yeah. It transforms! It's a magical girl. Um, (laughs) Senketsu is a magical girl. (laughs) I mean... Uh, mm. Uh, So, Boxer Boy accuses her of trying to distract him, uh, and then he upgrades his boxing gloves, and they got big knuckles and spikes on them, and she's ready for the challenge. He punches her, and his gloves break apart because her outfit is hard as steel, and now she can take all his punches. Is the outfit covering a lot of her? No. No. But I guess just any part of her is protected, which I love it. <laughs> Anime logic. Statistically, would the size of his hands hit some part not covered by clothing? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Listen, um, if you're watching Kill a Kill and you want any kind of logic, you're in the wrong fucking place. Don't <laughs> ask another question. Um, so now she attacks. She takes him down easy peasy uh, with the power her outfit gives her uh, and his uniform gets all torn up by the scissor blade and we see this glowing red thread go from his uniform to her outfit uh satsuki somehow gets blood on her face from the fight because she's still standing at the top of the school how'd that happen hit him Um, really hard yeah (laughs) Uh, and her goons are very offended for her and she asks Ryuko where she got the outfit, and she says, I got it from my dad. <laughs> my dad. Um, just like the half of the scissor blade she has. And Satsuki is going to tell her what she knows. And that's episode one. 
So, we begin episode two. Uh, Ryoku is challenging the uh, student council president, and uh, uh, she's like, I'm gonna kick your ass. But first off, why are there five of you? Because I'm very woozy. Uh, (laughs) And then, uh, about to pass out, uh, uh, runs away, uh, manages to get on a train, and... uh, uh, gets to a different stop, falls off, and then we see uh, Mako's little brother uh, and the and the street gang pick her up. Mm-hmm. I'm doing great. Um, oh. oh, no. <laughs> sorry, that was a cough. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> it went dead silent. Are we, are we losing it with that? <laughs> so, uh, she wakes up to another great moment of... A strange man uh, laboring over her seductively. But it's Mako's dad. He's a doctor. He's fixing her up. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, uh, she got brought back to Mako's family's house, and they are basically the Simpsons. Uh, uh, they just have this, like, big old chaotic dinner. Uh, uh Dad's a, a a big guy, so he eats fast a lot, and then sexy mom cooks disgusting food. Uh, and hey, it tastes good. They just don't have quality ingredients because they're poor. They're on the yeah. poor side of town. Because it's a good system where the school counselor decides if you're poor or what, not. What is it? No one said it's a good system. <laughs> it is the system. Uh. uh but uh, we get the counselor talking about oh the lower pigs in disguise as humans oh uh, the sewing club you gotta uh, help me with something uh, vague plans about plots and the future uh, uh. so uh, she's talking to the head of the tennis club uh, the president. The tennis clubs getting ready for their next match, where if they win against Hokkaido, they get Northern Japan. <laughs> I do love this implication that this is happening in real Japan. That's <laughs> <laughs> how they acquire territory. Uh, this does imply, like, at some point, the someone went up and was like, Emperor, can you please do something? And they were like, no, it's finally done. The council president is stronger than I. <laughs> it's a law of war. It's high school sports season. <laughs> um, and so uh, she gives her a two-star uniform to to be strong enough to fight. Uh, or, you know, play tennis. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and they're like, oh, student council president, you're so strong, but... Why don't you wear a Goku uniform? And she's like, I'm strong enough without one. Ha ha ha. I have a sword. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we get the flashback uh, as uh, Ryoku is like coming to and remembering what happened. We get the flashback of when she actually put uh, uh, the Senkit. Uh, Senketsu. Sinketsu. Yes. I, I wrote it down, autocorrect, did wonders with it. Um, <laughs> so she puts on the Sinketsu and uh, gives her the power, uh, but it runs on her blood. <gasps> uh, so it drinks her blood for power, and when she didn't have enough blood, it couldn't be strong enough to fight anymore. Uh, but it it talks to her, and it doesn't remember... Its own origins. Ooh. Uh, but I, you know, I can't remember anything about my past, but there was this guy. He had a beard and a monkey on his shoulder, and he <laughs> limped like this. He was approximately five foot seven, 243 pounds. Uh, uh, am I forgetting anything? Anything? And she's like, oh, that sounds exactly like my dad. Thank you for being so specific about the past you don't remember. Thanks. <laughs> I was um, so thankful because as soon as he said, I don't remember my origin story, I was like, uh-oh. And then he said, I was created by this other guy who was your dad. I was like, thank God. Because I thought for a second the uniform was going to be her dad. And I was like, that's oh, no. bad. So, okay. Dodge it's like Detective one. Pikachu. Spoilers <laughs> for the movie Detective Pikachu. <laughs> God, that really is that fucking plot, isn't that? God damn it. <laughs> 
uh, at least I'm safe to play the game. Oh no, it's the same thing. Oh, um, um, uh, spoilers for the game too, I guess. Uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, goes to school the next morning and uh, going up with uh, Mako, they're like, hey, so yeah, uh, let's confirm that we live in the slums because we're in a lower class. Uh, uh, but like school class, not class class. Um, and uh, on their way in, they're attacked by the tennis club because Mako's on the tennis team and she skipped practice and they got a killer for it. So, um... Uh, she, uh, Ryoku tries to activate her, uh, uniform, and it doesn't kick in, so she's pretty quickly knocked out and just thrown in a sewer. Hell yeah. Uh, um, so, uh, naturally, where, where else would her teacher be hanging out other than the sewers? Uh, <laughs> but her homeroom teacher, Aikoru, uh, saves her, um, takes a blood uh, sample from her and uh, says, like, hey, I know the Kamui. Uh, 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 he says the Kamui can take down the counselor, but needs to prove that she's strong enough to be able to do it. There's no time to explain. Uh, uh, I'll explain if you go beat the tennis club captain. Uh, and gives her uh, a glove that will be an easier transfer for uh, 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 the Kamui to, uh, take her blood. Yeah. Um, the, the, uh, so she the goes sen, back. Senketsu is, is what is called a Kamui. And we, yeah. Yeah, Senketsu yeah. is the name you know, of this one. In make particular. it clear. Kamui's. It's a lot of names. Yeah. It's a, yes, lot, a lot of uh, information uh, being thrown around. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of names, uh, both misspelled in my notes because, uh, <laughs> oh, okay. uh, my notes app is like, are, are you trying to say this other non-English word? I'm like, that's also not helpful. Okay. I wrote, um, I wrote down, I'm like, is it technically an info dump if I don't know what the fuck's going on? <laughs> uh, it, it's like subliminal messaging. There, All the pieces are there. You just won't realize it until you realize it. Well, you come out of this info dump knowing less than you did before. <laughs> that's just a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so, um, goes back into the fight, uh, is slicing up all the tennis balls the tennis captain is throwing at her, and then, uh, uh, rules, rules guy comes out, uh, I forgot his name. Suzu. Uh, yeah. And he's like, hey, that's not how you play tennis. <laughs> if you're gonna win, you gotta win by tennis rules. Of course. The law of the land, the land that you're standing on, is a tennis court. I love that she's uh, like, but I was technically boxing yesterday and nobody told me told me anything about that. And he was like, it doesn't matter. That was yesterday. <laughs> the past is Please, dead. this is plot relevant to this episode. Don't take us back there. <laughs> um, so uh, Mako gives her a racket and uh, she starts losing because she's playing normal. She's She's not powerful enough to win. Uh, but then she's like, hmm, what if I took the handle of this uh, scissor blade, uh, put some string around it, and now it's a strong racket. Yeah. Uh, and so she uses that and can win because she's strong now because yeah. it's the well, I sword. Think, I think the problem was that the rackets weren't strong enough for her, so she would yeah. try and use them and they would just fall apart. She was breaking them. Mm. Yeah. Uh but, you know, still, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, who cares about the character? It's just she had the right gear, so she wins. Uh, Yay. So, <laughs> uh, um, uh, counselor, uh, student council president comes out and is like, hey, did you kill my dad? She's like, hmm, We've all been probably. <laughs> I've killed a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> Can you be more specific? Uh yeah, he's uh, about five foot seven, has a beard and a mouse yeah. on his shoulder. <laughs> you tell him uniform. Um, and uh, she's like, ah, we got to fight, but you're not strong enough. You're strong enough to make an impression, but not strong enough to actually fight me. Ha ha ha. And that's where we end episode two. Yeah. Uh, I like for all the rules they have set up and all the order that... Uh, I'm looking at her name and I probably won't be able to say it right. Satsuki? Uh, Satsuki. Uh-huh. Uh, 
uh, for how much like order and authoritarianism that's in there. They make so many exceptions for Rico. It's like yeah. we'll let her do this one time. It'll entertain me, and just keeps doing it. Yeah, <laughs> um, I can't think of another example like that, but I feel like that's the thing a lot where it's just like you can't let them do that, and it's like no, no, let them do it. I it's okay when they do it. No, it'll be funny. <laughs> I want to watch them fail and then they yeah. succeed. Um, the rule book doesn't say the child of a man I killed can't play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> she's an outlier. Yeah. Um, she's a transfer student. She doesn't obey the laws of man. Um, I do love all the just truly insane distortion on every shot of this shit. Like, yes. even when they're just standing around, some of the camera angles and distortion make it look ins- like it's this show is just pure style. And like mm-hmm. mood and energy, and like that's all they're going it's for. Very and it, dynamic. I mean, yeah. Uh, and a uh, small correction: uh, Gurren Lagann was made by a Gaiax Studio. This is actually <gasps> Studio Trigger's first one, so I think this huh. is why it got so much notoriety uh, for Trigger. Um, that's crazy. I always thought Gurren Lagann was Studio Trigger. No, I think they had that's maybe so a lot crazy. Of- I thought you both were anime experts, but. <gasps> I- didn't have Let's something rain about go anime. Back. I, uh, the, the story's not adding up. Oh, no. Go back. I'm going to cry. I have <laughs> never called myself an anime expert on this show. Hey, I always have something much dumber. Sh- don't put this on me. <laughs> I, I said I thought it was always Studio Trigger. I'm big enough to admit when I'm wrong. <laughs> I what think an interesting it's fact okay. You D, just told uh, me we're Brendan. just, uh, uh, you <laughs> just need to fill out the uh, couple hours of recertification. It's uh, <laughs> not oh, <God>. again. <laughs> I get isekai'd. I'm gone for the rest of the episode. <laughs> Bye. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Brendan, anyway, continue. <laughs> All right. Episode three. Um, episode three, we continue. Uh, it opens with a flashback for uh, Satsuki uh, as a little kid seeing a Kamui in like behind glass all locked up in a secret lab at her house uh, and her dad promising it'd be her one day saying this will be your wedding dress which is weird because it's like a school sailor uniform like yeah not a cute wedding dress yeah (laughs) like i get what he means of like this is yours eventually and you'll like be like inherit it and stuff but it's just weird of like why a wedding dress (laughs) Um, but also i do a lot of fucked up things to clothing so maybe don't trust it <laughs> who knows maybe we'll get to that later in the series um but yeah it's a comedy it's another sentient outfit like ryuko's uh and uh we come back to modern day and she's mad that someone else is wearing a comedy first before her she can't stand and then we get the opening which as i was watching the opening i'm very bombastic very energetic it's doing a trigger we all know mm-hmm. um there's a part of me where I'm like, why does this so familiar? Like, the song and everything. And then I remembered, I haven't watched Kill a Kill before. I have watched Weed La Weed a lot. Oh, shut up. And that is <laughs> the opening sequence to Kill a Kill. Someone reanimated entirely with Snoop Dogg and, like, remixed the song. <laughs> it's so good. It's, you took me back, man. I forgot about <laughs> It's so good. It is high art shitposting. Wow. Um, Uh, So then uh, we come back from the opening, and back in class we see Rico just staring daggers at her teacher the whole time he's trying to teach a lesson, and he's kind of sweating like, stop looking at me. Uh, And she tries to follow him down the hallway to corner him, and when she turns the corner, he's gone. (gasps) Uh, So she loses him, and uh, Mako dives at Rico again to like give her a jumping hug, and Rico like (laughs) grabs her and spins her uh, (laughs) like a rifle at the Fuck, it's not marching guard. band. Color guard, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, I was surprised it happened this quick. We're only episode three, and Mako's already, or Ryuko's already used to Mako's bullshit, which is great. She um, puts her down so gently. Yeah, she just like <laughs> gently sets her down, and she notices there's a note on the back of Mako's uniform that was pinned there by the teacher, saying, uh, "Meet me after class at you know my hideout in the sewers." So, cut to after class, she meets him there. And he tells her, you gotta stop staring at me. You're gonna blow my cover. People are gonna gossip and think we're more involved and it'd be scandalous for a teacher. And he's a big nerd and he gets progressively more horny as he talks. Uh, Worst quality about nerds in general. (laughs) (laughs) Even Matt Mercer's voice won't save him. Well, (laughs) well. um, It's interesting to see Matt Mercer 
or hear Matt Mercer at this like phase of his career. What thirteen years ago? Yeah, yeah. Because now <laughs> it's like he's Matt Mercer. He's the ho- he's the DM in Critical Role, and yeah, you know Ganondorf, which is cool. <laughs> that would be another Ganondorf? episode. Hey, audience, y'all seen Ganondorf in Tears of the Kingdom? Because that guy. Want to talk about Hydra oh. Ganondorf? Yeah, there's this thing called Zelda. Uh, it's all. <laughs> I think it's already out by the time you're listening it to is. this. It episode. is. Totally yeah. <laughs> Not I cannot, for us. I can't get into it right now. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be its own episode. Um, but so, he just sounds, he sounds like I couldn't tell it was him right away because I feel like he's not, he doesn't, I don't know if it's just because his voice has changed or if he's, he's like actor. putting on a voice because it's like he's, he's you know, he's <laughs> He's like doing anime, you know, yeah. and he's voiced, see for like, me he's not known for being the Matt Mercer voice yet. If that makes sense, oh mm-hmm. uh, yeah. See, I now have the trouble wherever I'm like, hey, is that M- Matt Mercer? It's always Jonah Scott. So yeah, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's Matt. No, it's Jonah. Wait, is it Matt? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also uh, I said this to Brendan earlier. This was the first anime where I was like, dubs can be good. Because <laughs> I feel like this was the first big dub that was like really well done, in my opinion. See, by this point, I'm I've already I've already watched the Digimon movie, so I'm like, I know dubs can be good. <laughs> I've been new. <laughs> um, and yeah, yeah, the, I I will say the dub I thought was pretty strong, so I I, I yeah. like it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I also watch Critical Role, so I hear Matt Mercer four hours a week, every week. The man lives in my head. It's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the teacher starts telling her about like uh, the Kamuis and stuff and as he's talking he's stripping more and more um, and he says that the things that make the Goku uniforms and the Kamuis powerful are things called life fibers they're these little red threads we've seen uh, be absorbed mm-hmm. by the Ryoko's Kamui uh, after she defeats somebody um, and he says the Goku star uniforms are about the equivalent like one star uniform uh, is about the equivalent of made up of 10% of these life fibers and every star is another 10%. So two stars, 20%, three stars, 30%. The thing with the Kamuis though, is that they're made up of a hundred percent life fiber, which is unheard of. Whoa. Wow. You are a teacher. (laughs) Bringing me (laughs) so much math. You've taught me two things. You've taught me about Hitler's fascist (laughs) and this. And percentages. Wow. Well-rounded curricula. (laughs) Weirdly enough, all of those tie into the plot. Uh, (laughs) And he says the Kiryuins, the Satsuki's uh, family, are trying to silence the knowledge on Kamui's and about life fibers and stuff. So they don't don't want that getting out there in the public. And he said that Ryoko's dad uh, left him a note saying, if he should die, give this Kamui to my daughter. And he died. So he gave it to his daughter, as we saw. <laughs> the prophecy and is fulfilled. He says, uh, he's like, good luck finding this needle in the haystack, because the comedy was just thrown in a pile of clothes underneath a mount, like underneath other mounds of clothes in the basement. It's like, I don't know, he just threw Ryoko down there with blood dripping from her arm, and it all sorted out. So it wasn't <laughs> that hard to find. Uh, but he tells her not to blow his cover in class. He's, you know, he's deep undercover trying to go against them, and he doesn't want to be exposed. So... Ryoko asks why her outfit changes into that weird string bikini thing. Like, why does it have to turn into that? And he's like, oh, maybe your dad's into that. She's like, what the fuck? He's like, no, I don't know. It's it's It does what it does. I have no idea. Paul watched this episode with me, and he cracked up at her face when <laughs> he said that. Because it is this very dramatic, like, <gasps> huh? <laughs> and then he's just like, I, I don't know. <laughs> don't ask me. <laughs> my, my dad was a horny old man? Yeah, they all are. <laughs> Uh, Gross. <laughs> oh, it took the bit too far. Bring it back. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> cut to the sewing club at school. And we see them experimenting with a 50% life fiber outfit as they're sewing it onto a, a student. And as it attaches to a skin, the suit freaks out, absorbs a lot of too much of his blood, and he goes into like a full Hulk berserker mode and starts destroying the lab. Mm-hmm. And we see the techno boy from the student council uh, analyze the Hulk's body pinpoint his like pressure points is able to knock him out and stun him and the sewing club president is like oh you, th- you know thank good you thank god you were here you know with a three-star uniform otherwise we wouldn't have been able to stop him but and it's... their boyfriends 
<laughs> I'll believe you. It's the only thing I've seen of him. Yep. <laughs> uh, and he, they say, uh, if people are freaking out and can't control themselves with the 50% uniform, how are Kamui's made with 100% light fiber? Uh, so they're wondering about that. And we uh, see Satsuki uh, goes home, and we see her enter into the secret lab where she saw the Kamui when she was a child in the flashback. And she's going up to go put it on, and all of her servants are trying to stop her. like, you mustn't! Your father forbid it! And all this stuff. Uh, and she says uh, her ambition will uh, guide them into the future, and she doesn't need a bunch of lackeys telling her what she can and can't do. And uh, she says uh, she'll she'll give all the blood she needs uh, to make her ambitions uh, ambitions known. And gives this big speech about like overcoming the overcoming the common with like sheer willpower and stuff. As she's putting it I on, feel and like, fighting. I feel like the writers put all of their energy into making Satsuki's dialogue just like hard as fuck. It, I, I mean, feel like everything she says is just like the best in the show. <laughs> they succeeded then because it works. Yeah. <laughs> So we cut back to uh, Mako's family running around being a bunch of weirdos. And they're just high energy running around screaming. They're like, oh, it's 8 p.m. Time for bed. Hunkshu, hunkshu, hunkshu. And just like, God. <laughs> it's like the dad, the dog, and the younger sibling are all wild. Yeah. Uh, and then we see Ryuko uh, talking to Mako's mom. Uh, she has to wear, like, Mako's pajamas that don't fit. And uh, uh, Mako's mom asks her, like, oh, I heard... You saved Mako by fighting against the student council. It's so brave of you. But you're also wearing that outfit. Are you a exhibitionist? And Ryuko's like, no, I don't. It's embarrassing. I don't want to wear that. It, it looks ridiculous. And Mako like pops out of the bathroom. I'm like, mom, can I be an exhibitionist too? It's like, no. Um, <laughs> and uh, so we see them talking for a bit, and then uh, Mak or Ryoko gets ready for bed and starts changing. And we see Mako's sibling, dad, and dog all peeping on her as she beats them up. That's why they wanted to go to bed early, because they're all perverts. Uh, I do like that all of the perverts get immediately uh, beat up by Ryuko. They get punished immediately, but also the world is a pervert. Episode title right there. The world is a pervert. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then we see, uh, right before they go to bed, Mako and Ryuko inspecting her kamui. And like feeling it, being like, ooh, it feels like it's got goosebumps. It's like it can't have goosebumps. It's a you know, it's a uniform. It's a cloth. And like I don't know. That's what it feels like. It feels, I don't know. It, it's and we see the comic's got like a thousand yard stare. And then next day at school, we see Ryuko having a bad feeling about it. she didn't sleep last night well. It just feels like today there's going to be trouble. Right on cue, we see uh, Satsuki appear on top of the school wearing her kamui. <gasps> and she descends, you know her mile and a half long flight of stairs that folds out uh she offers uh, ryuko to be the first offering to her kamui and challenges her to a fight as we see the kamui transform into like the battle mode and mm-hmm. again another like string sling bikini but this one has like more frills on it it's all white mm-hmm. uh, you've been on the internet in the last 13 years so you've seen it <laughs> uh Ryuko. And hers, hers is called Junkets, which means uh, purity. Like purity. Yeah. yeah. A Junket is like when you're doing press for a movie and then you're like <laughs> sitting in a room for like five hours just doing a bunch of interviews in a row. Yeah, that, pr- that press Junkets. <laughs> uh, and then Ryuka transforms too, getting ready to fight. But her Kamui warns her, it's like, hey, Sasuke's way stronger than he was like cool thanks didn't didn't need that before i fought her uh, <laughs> and we see ryuko start fighting her and she's flying around attacking slashing jumping all around and doing this and that and sasuke hasn't moved like just her arm is moving to parry her but her body hasn't moved at all because it's just that easy and we see her throwing ryuko uh, ryuko around the school fighting all across like through classrooms and hallways and stuff and ryuko is commonly uh keeps warning her like hey you can't keep this up like i, I draining your blood but you're gonna pass out soon enough uh and sure enough she gets hit outside and when she lands uh her kamui shuts off that way it stops draining her blood so she doesn't pass out fully so i thought it, some of the um some of the fight was like 3d animation yeah and this did i think this was 2013 um and i think for the time it's done pretty well like i i wouldn't say it's you know it's not perfect but like the transition from them being in 3D to being back in 2D is pretty seamless. And I mm-hmm. think it's pretty cool. Uh, it really helps mm-hmm. 
with like all the distortion and how incredibly stylized it all is, as opposed mm-hmm. to keeping like a cohesive, like atomical like model for every shot. Because mm-hmm. like when you know when you get like weird fisheye lenses and stuff, you could be off model because everything's off model in that shot. So that really helps mm-hmm. to uh, blend it in. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we see Susuki flies down and sees her out, uh, sees Ryuko out of her Kamui and says, uh, oh, Ryuko says, like, aren't you embarrassed to be running around in this, like, weird bikini getup in front of everyone, and you're the class president? And Sasuke says, uh, she'll wear or show off anything she needs to. She'll bear her breasts to the world if it's to achieve her ambitious goals and, you know, to prove that her ambition is true. Uh, so she is not embarrassed to be wearing the outfit. And then Mako jumps in uh, to try and stop the uh, killing blow on Ryuko, and says... Ryoko, you gotta get naked. Just start stripping. Show everything you got. You got. We were talking last night with your, my family. You got a great body. We're all talking about your titties. They're great. You gotta show them to the world. It's like, <laughs> damn. Talking about my body? Uh, hey, when Mako says that it's girls supporting girls, but when uh, her whole family is talking about it, yeah. that's a little strange. <laughs> <laughs> that's what stuck out to me. It's like, my whole family is talking about it. It's like, hmm, that didn't need to happen <laughs> um and uh after she says that Sasuke uh you know tells her to get out of the way and goes to uh, attack Mako and uh right in time Ryuko gets back up and is able to block her sword and hold her own uh, even without her comedy saying yeah you're right Mako was right I do gotta bear it all I gotta get naked and she's able to activate her comedy again saying what Mako said isn't nonsense she actually speaks some truth and realizes uh, that's exactly what she needs to master her Kamui. Uh, she needs to stop fighting it, stop being embarrassed by wearing it. And uh, once she does that, she's able to synchronize with it better. And she's able to fight at 100%. And once back online, her Kamui like, uh, tells her, like, yeah, you were embarrassed, so you weren't fight- fighting at full capacity. And I was also draining your blood faster because of your embarrassment. But once mm. you accept it, and we learn to fight as a unit... Uh, we're able to work together, and I'm like, the amount of blood I took just to activate is all I'm going to need for the rest of this fight. So we're already, already doing better. We're going full force. Yeah, I would. Say I got a new works. sippy cup for your blood, <laughs> and now it works great. <laughs> I would say where Satsuki's dialogue is the best in the show, Senketsu's is the worst. <laughs> just like the he says, I think like the actual line of dialogue is like. You wearing me and me being worn by you. It's like, just, <laughs> you only gotta say one of them. <laughs> they, they had that fill, that scene, because the, the Japanese is a lot longer. It, it's, it doesn't translate as well in English, so they have to just stretch. Um, it's also an interesting choice. In Japanese, I feel like Senketsu sounds older, like he sounds like an older man. Mm-hmm. And in this, he sounds fairly young and like almost robotic which like i'm sure was the choice you know yeah yeah but i I think it's interesting how different they are uh that was another thing i was very surprised by how uh reserved uh sinketsu is especially with Mm. how we see him being like give me your blood like i thought he was going to be that like kind of overzealous and like parasitic special Mm -hmm. device kind of through the whole thing like draining her blood and always wanting her blood but he's not it's like i need it to activate and then we're good sort of thing mm-hmm. so I was surprised yeah uh, and now that she's going full force and they've synchronized completely she unlocks a new mode for her scissor blade the decapitation mode and it like folds out and extends and gets longer and as she takes a swing we see Satsuki is able to dodge it it says huh, now the fight's getting interesting uh, classic <laughs> anime line and very good Brendan I liked your delivery <laughs> thank you I'm a inspiring <laughs> um Hey, uh, can we get uh, three clean, just ABC take, real quick? All right, and we're rolling. <laughs> now the fight's getting interesting. Now the fight's getting interesting. Oi, Glavner, how are we getting bit with the tip top here? I don't know about C that take. last one. C take, C take. that's my select. We got it. There we go. He's British now. <laughs> oh, God. And What's all this then, an interesting it, fight? <laughs> oh, I miss Molly from Sailor Moon. Just a random <laughs> accent. Um, so their swords are out now. Now they're, they're locked in combat. Ryoko is able to hold her own. And while their, their blades are locked, she asks uh, if uh, Satsuki... Pff, I'm losing it. I'm losing it. 
that Satsuki. was fine. Satsuki. Satsuki uh, is the yeah. one who killed her father. And Sasuke, like, <laughs> dodges the question, but, like, what good does knowing? Like, he's already dead. He's not going to come back by knowing. Uh, so mm-hmm. keep fighting a bit, and we see a shockwave go out, knocks, like, everyone in the school back. And as the dust clears, uh, Ryuko drops to her knees. She's not able to keep keep going. She's at her limit. But she says she's going to smash all of Sasuke's ambitions and goals and prove that, you know, they can live in a society without all that nonsense. And uh, Sasuke walks away and encourages Ryuko to come after her. She, she's excited for the challenge. And she says, starting tomorrow, every club in the school is going to be coming after her. And if she's able to beat all of them, she can finally challenge Satsuki again. And if she wins, she'll tell Ryuko everything. <sighs> <sighs> and that's the end of episode three. The ending, I was very surprised. It's very tame. It's very... Mm-hmm. It's still good, but it's like standard anime ending, which I was surprised for this show. <laughs> yeah. We did it. We watched Kill a Kill. I hope you're all happy. Now leave us. We watched all of it. We finished the series. Done. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So are Weeb there yet? Yeah. It definitely was as visually interesting and beautiful as promised. Uh, (laughs) um, Like, yeah. It definitely has those like very hand. There's no part of the animation where you're like, mm, I feel like they phoned that in. Like, it's very unique designs, very uh, distinct characters. Um, I feel like for a student council school club-based thing, I liked the extremes that it went to, where it wasn't mm. just like, okay, this is slightly exaggerated. They're like, no, the boxing... Uh, the Boxing King is a Mega Man uh, boxing robot <laughs> villain. <laughs> like, he is designed to be the killer boxer. Uh, the the tennis club uh, has, like, a telescope eye. And, yeah. Uh, like, everything is nice and distinct. It stands out uh, and looks good. Um, it, you know, fighting, fighting, fighting it isn't my sort of thing. But I did really like the... We got, like, the setup of, like, okay, you're introduced to the world, we finished the tutorial in these first three episodes, <laughs> and they're like, alright, the real conceit of the series, you gotta go through the series of club presidents and work your way back up to me, the final boss. I'm like, okay, cool. That's uh, that's one I was surprised by, I mentioned to uh, D after we watched them. I was like, wow, this plot is rocketing by, and at the end of episode three, mm-hmm. they're like, here's what the rest of the show will be. I was like, oh, okay, that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Cool, cram it all into, like, a a perfect little morsel for a project like this where you're like, hey, will <laughs> I get the sense of what's going to go on in this series in the first three episodes? And they're like, yes, here, here's your video game demo amount of the series. Perfect, now you're hooked. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but am I hooked, though? Uh, probably not, but, uh, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Uh, but I did enjoy what I saw. <laughs> oh, that's good. That surprises I'm, me. <laughs> I'm so glad. Because it's like, it is, I feel like it, at points, is hard to see past the horniness of it. And, like, the male characters drooling over everything mm-hmm. the girl characters do when they're scantily clad. But that's also, like, the joke. And the point is that it's supposed to be exaggerated and goofy to that point. Um, mm-hmm. And I mentioned in our Discord before we watched it, like, the point of the show is, like, clothes are restrictive and forces people to be put in these boxes. And it it gets so much bigger later, um, from what I remember. But I just love everybody. Like, I love <laughs> all the characters so much. Like, I think they're so interesting. And, like, not to spoil anything, but, like, Mako and Ryuko, like, are gay and i think some people try to say that they're not but mako asks ryuko on a date like later in the series and people are like oh well it's like she means like a friend friend date date. like neither Mm. of them were blushing blah 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 and it's like (laughs) they're gay (laughs) they love like and like i don't know like girl friendships are great and fun and good but, also, uh, but I think girlfriend girls are gay. Ships. They're girlfriends. <laughs> but if they um, kiss sometimes, <laughs> like, okay. Uh, so why don't you kiss a homie? Um, it's fine. I think Mako kisses her in the show. <laughs> um. I did check off gay on the bingo card because I'm like, I 
I'm pretty sure that does happen. Yeah. And I just, I think what the show has to say is really cool. And even though the vehicle for it is like absurdly horny, I feel like that's the point Mm -hmm. is that it, you know, people can watch it and like, you know, not be able to get past that and just be like, oh, it's gross, (laughs) which is fair, I guess. But, (laughs) you know, what happens later on makes it worth it, I think. There is a Mm -hmm. reason for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of like that line. Yeah, it's the line of, like, okay, when she's wearing her uniform, and then they comment on it, like, in the fights is one thing, but when she's like, oh, I'm a girl, I'm passed out, and, oh, people are creeping on me, oh, it's fine, it's your family. Like, that sort of stuff is like, okay, so now you're not commenting on it, now it is just, ha, we want to make a pervert joke. And it's like, okay, so are are you commenting on what you want to, then? Yeah, I mean, I guess the thing with that is that, like, like I was saying earlier, Ryuko does, like, immediately defend herself and beat the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. But that's in more, uh, that's, like, the more direct interactions and whatever. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's just always the sort of, oh, you guys, uh, like, treatment of it, rather than, like, mm-hmm. hey, Bully fuck boys. you. <laughs> Go to yeah. hell. I'm gonna, <laughs> why am I still staying in your house if you're perving on me this badly? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know with um, my go-to comparison would be like One Punch Man because that's also a series that is like a satire and commentary about the like superhero action shoney sort of genre mm-hmm. while also still being that. Um, and then I know when Kill the Kill is like done. It's it's this season series. Yeah, um, it's but just, yeah. This is it. It's self-contained. But I know One Punch Man, at least you know, staying up with the manga, it goes from a satire commentary of it and then just becomes the thing it was satirizing earlier in the series. Yeah. And it mm-hmm. just and is disappointing. Um, yeah, we talked about that with Honey Pop also. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think I did tell this story on the podcast for uh, One Punch Man, but like when I was trying to watch it the first time, uh, in like episode one, there's like the sexy wasp woman and oh, yeah. uh, uh, Sam walked into the room and saw that, which is a satire of very sexy anime characters. Yep. But for both of us, we being new to anime, we're like, oh, this is just a sexy anime character. Yep. So when yeah. Sam saw it and was like, hey, what the fuck are you watching? I was like, oh, I hear it's satire. And they're like, oh, okay, but like, but without also, context, this is just the thing. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. that is a fair point. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, we said. It's the same thing we've said with One Punch Man. Also, you like need you need the uh, the acumen. You need to have seen this type of thing to understand yeah. why this is a joke. Yeah, mm-hmm. One Punch Man's a horrible first anime for anyone because you need so much <laughs> genre and like media like knowledge to get all the jokes. Um, yeah, but with this, like it's self-contained and it's done, so like it can make its message and then. It doesn't just drag out forever, like like the way mm-hmm. South Park does too, being like a satire of stuff, and it becomes the thing it's satirizing. So, um, so that's good. I'm glad that it's like a self-contained one series or 24 yeah. episodes, something like that, um, mm-hmm. and we're done. Uh, yeah, I I had a, I was gonna watch this show eventually just because it is such a giant of an anime and it is such a classic. Um, mm-hmm. I just was saving it for the podcast. So, like, yeah, I'm going to finish it. It's good. It's Trigger. Which, to that point, with some of the, like, excessively horny stuff, Trigger is also very guilty of that. Um, looking That's what at, I thought I was, like, thinking about, like, Yoko. I thought yeah. <laughs> it was the same. <laughs> uh, I, I think a lot of the animators that worked on Grown Legon went on to make uh, Trigger, but I could also be wrong with that. Mm. Um but one show, they did uh, Darling and Franks, or Darling and the Franks, which I'm not making promises. I don't think we'll ever watch. I got no interest in it. <laughs> um, there's a few scenes I've seen that are just incredibly horny, and as far as I can tell, no reason for it. And this mm. is at least, like, commenting on it, and it's part of the plot, and this and that. Like, But then there's other plenty of other studio trigger stuff where it's like, this is just real horned up for no reason, and it's skeevy. <laughs> um so it, at least with this, it is part of the joke. But there, it is hard to be making jokes about something and being consistent with it, like yeah, like punishing the guys at school for being perverts. But then Mako's family is always perverted towards her and stuff. So it's like, eh, it is a hard balance. But it's also played as jokes. So um, 
it's a tough line to walk. But yeah, it's I fully understand why this is so popular as it is, and why this is like Studio Trigger's flagship show. Like it's mm-hmm. incredible to watch. Like it's definitely one like I would you would have to devote your attention to it fully while watching. You can't have it on like in the background or like while you're doing something else because mm. most of it is just the visual treat of watching it. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. like a good uh, satire, we hit nearly four different bingos. It checked off a lot of tropes. <laughs> wow. Didn't get one, but we're just dancing around a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us uh, dancing around expectations, as always. If you want us to dance around your expectations of your favorite anime series, um, uh, don't dance around it. No, we m- might not like it. Uh, and be warned, but uh, most of you seem good at that. So thank you for uh, your nuance. Um, you can send your recommendations to us. Our email is arewetheryet at gmail.com, or you can reach out to us on TikTok or Tumblr. I haven't done this in a minute. They are places you can search for them in those formats. <laughs> You can find me on TikTok and Instagram at honey period D or on t- t- uh, Tumblr <laughs> at honey D. Honey Rose. is spelled H U N N I E. Rosa, Rosa, Rosa. Uh, <laughs> you can find me online at uh, I forgot. I changed it now. I forgot. Burns when I weeb on Twitter. Still bad. <laughs> Much better. Um, and I'm also on Tumblr, but I'll die before you find out where that is. <laughs> uh, sorry, ain't there yet. Tumblr.com, <laughs> of course. <laughs> thank you to Camille Rowley for our artwork, and thank you to Louis Zong for her theme song stories. You can find all of Louis' music at louisong.bandcamp.com. Thank you, and we hope you'll join us next week as we learn to live with anime. So many titties. So many titties.